Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Welcome to Ask the Manager Mondays, your chance to ask Better Together General Manager Kevin Undergaro and Assistant General Manager Kelsey Meyer your questions about the Better Together brand and questions about life in general. And now, your managers, Kevin and Kelsey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask the Manager Mondays, where Monday is the new... Wednesday. Yes, so we like to think. So we hit... It's Mm -hmm. nice. It's Wednesday. It's the hump day. So weekend's right around the corner, as we like to say in Boston. I'm here with Kelsey and Elaine. And uh, I don't know, an homage to Dana and Dan from the original Ask the Manager on TV 38 in Boston. Let's get right to business. Let's get right to business, Manager Kev. Kev, this is from uh, Jillian in Connecticut, and she wants to know, what are things you could tell your college self? Were you ever worried about the future? Where are you now? Oh, boy. What would I tell my college self? And how ironic that we're asking this question as Kevin is wearing his college sweatshirt. Yeah, I am representing, aren't I? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I don't think your generation suffers from this as much as as mine did, but I took the education for granted. And, um, you know, I think we were too young to appreciate um, how much our parents were paying for us, the loans we were taking and, you know, the, the learning and how the learning could be so fun. And so I think that one of the things is I would do is I would have spent much more time learning. And I think I would have taken more classes that, um, I would have really focused on the things that I enjoyed and would have enjoyed learning rather than it was just, you know, do what was whatever you needed to do. And, you know, get done and get to the party. So uh, I would say that would be one thing. And then I would be really considering what I love. What do I, what do I love? Like, what do I love in life that none of that was considered? And I think that's different today. I hope it is, but nothing. What would, you know, what would make my heart sing? What would bring me joy? And just to pursue those studies. And then in pursuit of those studies, um, how could that, you know, be a career later. And I never considered any of that stuff. And uh, so I wish I had, but I learned other things in life. And, you know, you have other lessons you learn 
So you can't really look back and have regret. But yeah, that would be a big thing. That would definitely be one of those things for me. What about you, Kelsey? You Just as a generational yeah. perspective. I took school super seriously, actually. I, yeah. So that's my, but a lot of my friends didn't. Like, I just, I really cared. And I, every, like, I never missed a class. I was never, like, I know a lot of my friends, it's like, I felt like the college we went to was very work hard, play hard. And I really, um, I kind of listened to those rules. I stayed um, like among those guidelines where I was like, okay, if you work hard, then you can play hard. It's not like you, you can't just play and no work. So, um, yeah, I took it pretty seriously, but I also had a good time. I think the only thing I would tell myself is just, I don't know. It's tough because I think honestly, everything I did has gotten me to where I am, but I know like my senior year, there's just a lot of pressure that's like kind of unnecessary. I think where it's like, I would tell myself you're putting in the work. So know that it will be okay. You don't need to like be freaking out. Does that make sense? Yes. But here's, so here's the thing that I want to add. So I, I had a school that was work hard, play hard too. Very, I mean, it was, our school was, if you got an A in another college, it was a B. It was mm. this this weird Catholic thing where I had heard the old nuns, if you got a 100 on your test, they would get you give you a 99. And oh my the gosh. reason was, yeah, because only God's perfect. <gasps> but I swear it carried over to our school. So I don't want to misrepresent our school. It was really hard, the curriculum. But at the same time, Kelsey, so you, in the moment you were working hard. And I, I had a lot of kids I went to school with that did that. Yeah, I had plenty of people that would just, they were partied and got by. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the question is, were you thinking about what you enjoyed, what, what your passions were, what was going to make you happy later in life and in, in a career? And I kind of think Definitely. you were. Yeah, yeah oh, you for were. sure. Cause I went to school, my, our college was like top five for broadcast journalism and we had the Edward R. Murrow school and that's why I went there. Cause that's what I knew I wanted to be in broadcast. Great. And so I did like the college news station. I worked for PAC 12. I, I did all the stuff that I had to do knowing what I wanted to do. Elaine, what about you? So you're I, Gen Z, you're a little younger. Yeah, definitely. We had that work hard, play hard mentality. But for me, I, I think I always had a drill that in me that was like, if you get through school and you get good grades and then you're going to make it out there. So like I took I had like more of like 80% work hard and like 20% play hard. So like, I think I would be the complete opposite and tell myself like, Hey, it's okay to like go out on a yeah. Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. Right. Like that one night is not going to change anything, but like these memories, they're going to last a really long time. So like whenever I would go out those nights, like, Oh, I had so much fun, but I did pace myself and I did make it a class the next day. And yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so I think there was that aspect and same with Kelsey. Like I went to that school because we had a good broadcast program and Mm -hmm. when I went to tour they show me all the behind the scenes things that a lot of colleges don't do for their students like for our senior course we had to do a news broadcast every single night yeah like we create we (laughs) it was intense intense, but it was amazing and a great but at least it's what you love but at least it Mm -hmm. was what you love and your passion and that's you know again I don't know if that's lost on you know I think our generation to yours where it's what do you love rather than what's going to be a good paying job, what's going to yeah. have good benefits, what's going to have security. 
but I still, but I still think it's a universal problem because how many people just really consider what makes their hearts sing? What do they enjoy? What you know, even no, if by God, man. even even if it's, I, I'm sorry, even if it's watching professional wrestling, <laughs> you know, you're one of those people. Okay, you know. How do we spin that into something? You know, is there a podcast you can create? Is there something? Can you go work for one of those companies? I don't know. But I just, I think very few of us consider, because I know I'm still, even though you, I went into the arts and you would think I went in, I just was able to pursue um, the things I wanted to be creative about, but it still came down to what was practical, what was necessary. And only now am I saying, hey, you know what? What what do I really enjoy doing? And uh, how do I figure that out? So I'm only asking myself that now. So I have to think there's other people out there that are in that same boat. Definitely. And I think that it's funny because I, I, Elaine, like I, that makes me a little sad because I, I, with your social, because I want to mm-hmm. see you enjoy life. But I also did have a dad who said to me, and I, I didn't listen until I graduated, Mm-hmm. easy now hard later hard now easy later and i the way kelsey and i see you at 22 and um how you know you're light years beyond anyone your age since literally since maria um in terms of your work ethic and always looking ahead to problems and mm-hmm. you know and i so i i think that it will get easier and easier for you later um mm-hmm. and Great. the more um the more, uh, I mean, the better you do, you know, the, the in life, the easier you'll get. And all those those memories that you didn't have then, um, you can have later and in a better way. Because I have a lot of friends who, um, you know, you know, I always refer to my mentor and I'll always say to him, UCLA in the 80s, what was that like? That must have been crazy. And he's like, not really. For me, he's like, I was working for, and the, by the way, the father had a very big business that he inherited and he ended up making honestly 20 times, so maybe even 30 times bigger. So it wasn't like he just had a handout. I don't want to misrepresent him, but he went and worked for other people because he he wanted to learn what it was like to learn other companies, other company systems. I'm sure the dad uh, had a hand in that too. Um but he was like, no, I was working hard, trying to get A's, trying to learn, take as many business mm-hmm. classes as I could. And then I was working um, part-time in other companies in the clothing business. But the flip is, you know, pretty much from, I don't know, age 50 on, he travels first class. He's been all over the world. I mean, you know, he, he all those like memories um, that are amazing back then. Kelsey had them. I had them. And if you, I'm sure you had some of them, Elaine, but I, the nice thing is, is you can have the greatest, the far greater memories you can make because you'll have the means Mm -hmm. to do so. Whereas, you know, some of us who spent those years partying or whatever, it's kind, it can be kind of a grind the rest of your life. Plus it's a lot of looking back to maybe I should have worked harder or looking back to say, wow, that was so much fun. I'll never have that much fun again. So, you know, I, 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 I kind of feel you're in the baby bear's bed, Elaine, you know, mm, yeah. I, with, with the way you handled it. I think you got to do your dream. You worked hard. You took it serious. You respected, you have a single mom. You're, mm. you're an immigrant yourself. Your parents are immigrants. I mean, you know, I, I really think you did it right. 
and uh, and you'll see you'll be blessed ahead of time. So yeah, I think that's um that's a thing. And then you know, for me as as a guy, and I hope it's different out there. You know, a lot of us men really weren't educated well on dating. You know, we had dads that all mar- got married in their early twenties, so most of them were like, oh, you know they almost had to live vicariously through us in a sense where they, they were like, Oh my God, date everyone. Just have fun, please. You're going to have the rest of your life. You're going to be locked up uh, with somebody. <laughs> and that's all, that's really all you got for advice. And so I, I mean, I hate to, it's really not an ask the manager thing, but maybe it is. If you have a son or you're a young person yourself and you're listening to this, I think your generation has uh, changed that, but I probably would have, um, I would have been more aware of dating. I would probably have dated a lot less and I would have been more honest with myself and with the people I dated where I would have said, Hey, I don't want a relationship. I don't, I, I'm, I'm planning on well, at that time. I didn't even know that's what I'm saying. I didn't, I just was so unaware. I think that's the, I guess I think that's what I'm coming back to is I didn't have an awareness and through just the last few years, well, I've gained more awareness. when I graduated, I gained more awareness and then life has given me more awareness and then substitute hosting for Marie on better together has given me the greatest awareness because um one of the things when we interview the successful people whether it's a successful entrepreneur healer star it doesn't matter the one thing that i've noticed consistently they all had is this acute awareness they're just aware mm-hmm. of who they are they're aware of the surroundings they're in they're aware of what's going on in the world. Um, and they listen to that awareness and they act on it. And I just, and I think a lot of people are like this. I was just moving through life, bump my head, fall down, get up, get knocked down, just get up, just keep going and and thinking and just basically going on instinct and will. And listen, it, it got me obviously to a to a, to a good place, but it would have been if with more awareness, it would have been a lot easier, a lot less bloodshed for myself and probably for others. And, uh, I guess, I guess it, it does go back to an awareness and then also, you know, what, what makes your heart sing, uh, a respect for the education and respect for the time. You're not going to have time to read all those books and, and learn all those cool things. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think hopefully in all in that answer and all of that, there's something, um, there's some takeaway for you. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. 
All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. That was lovely. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, Elaine, you never really missed out on a wing Wednesday. <laughs> I never went to stubby Tuesdays because I was like, I can't go out on a Tuesday, but everyone would just come back blacked out. And stubby I was like, Tuesday. stubby Tuesdays. Sounds I always, amazing. Right? I always, I remember I had like a super intense Wednesday class, so I would never go. And everyone would just come back. And I was like, wow, I actually have no FOMO. So mm-hmm. you didn't miss out. You made the right choice. <laughs> I did go to wing Wednesday, but just for the wings because I was under 21 the entire time I was in college. So... Such I went for the wings and I had to dip God. out by like eight o'clock because I kicked this out. After Elaine, how do we <laughs> let you nuts. go? How do we even let you go? It's That's except so for funny. the fact that I do want you to go and learn and grow and and go see the rest of the world, but you are special. Um special. Special. Uh and wings are delicious. So there. They are. And these ones were great. All right, I manager. See, was I was oh, I worried about my future? That's a big question. Yeah. Were you ever worried about your future? Yeah, that's part, yes. part two of the first question. In so college, good. I was. And then I just, one of the things I did to help was just drink more. <laughs> How'd that go? So, what did that help uh, you? I would always say, you know, I, I remember this one like 15 page term papers due, and I said, I, I think I figured out a way to drink it away. And I remember at the end, I had to write it in one night where I didn't really figure it out how to drink it away. And I, I had to report back to my my crew that yeah i almost i almost pulled it off i almost drank it away but then yeah i really wasn't able to work uh yes i was very well because you know with the middle class they just keep hitting you with you need a job with benefits you what do you got and then you have a lot of friends who i think or people you know when you you say you're going to take the road less traveled and pursue a dream that they don't really understand or that's really lofty, it probably pushes buttons in them to make them insecure. So then they feel the need to say, aren't you worried about your social security benefits? Aren't you worried about this? Aren't you worried about that? Um, You know, one of the things I just, I used to just do mind games with myself. And I actually did this with my parent, my dad. He was somewhat horrified Hmm. by this technique that I um, apply. But then he actually was like, you know, kind of makes sense so because he had this talk with me after when i said hey i want to go to hollywood and i want to go into i want to write and i want to pursue a career in television um he um was just horrified but one of the times where we could actually sit and have a sober conversation he just was like you know what what, what are you going to do he's like i know you're i started working as a carnival worker because it was cash money 
and it was six or seven months a year and it was every single day there was no days off maybe maybe like three or four days off in the whole time but whatever little money you made didn't get spent because you were just working all the time but there's no benefits and i mean there's no health benefits and, and it was dangerous we were always getting stitches and broken bones and falling and concussions and being blown up i mean just like everything happened but if you were a heroin addict or a junkie or an ex-con you didn't really care because you either were numb <laughs> sedated or you've been through so much worse but so he just had that finally just it's like all right let's stop fighting about this let's stop not talking let's have a serious conversation and he said aren't you worried in you know 30 years what if this doesn't pan out you you're not going to have any retirement you're not going to have this you're not going to have that i said well dad um you always said that uh whatever you and mom have goes three ways between us <laughs> brothers and i said and, uh, <clears throat> i've done a little math i said i don't know what you have in the bank but i think i know what this house is worth and i think i know what the other little vacation house is worth. And I said, I divide that by three. And I said, That's you know so what? Funny. That's enough for, you know, maybe a trailer somewhere or a little condo somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, you know what? And I go, and I'm, and I'm hoping that that doesn't happen till I'm about 60 or in my sixties. <laughs> Cause I don't want you guys going anywhere. And, and I'm like, and don't you like me living here? He's like, we love living here because again, that was the other thing I did is I, I wasn't the one who just lived at home, made everything out of the fridge, came in whenever I pleased and made them. No, I was at the lawn, the trash, the snow removal, um, every little thing. They they worried about nothing, any errand, going to the dump. I mean, everything was handled by me. So to a point that they're like, oh, no, wait, we don't want to lose our boy. <laughs> mm -hmm. But no, but I thought like, hey, you know what? I I, I knew, I'm like, listen, up to 18 was your job and up to 22 was a bonus ball because of college. But now it, it, this is really, um, no, this is now, um, a gift. This is no longer a privilege. It's a gift you're giving me. So I'm going to give back twice to you. And I did. So, so I said, okay, so hopefully if you guys, you know, make it as long as I want you to make it, I'll be right here with you living here. And I love living here and I don't mind my bedroom and I don't care what anyone I date says yeah i'm living with my parents because my parents are awesome and i love them so f off and i have a dream that i'm pursuing <laughs> so again f off and i'm like and then if something happens then i would have at least something and he he was like okay he's you can't think like that and then he paused and he was like wait that actually does make sense <laughs> <laughs> so i said so now i don't have that fear dad now i can go out because mm. he was a my dad was he was a fighter he was probably the greatest unanointed life coach that i've ever met so he was like i get it now without that fear you know you can really just go for it because you're gonna have enough pain and suffering just in that business like he's like so have enough of that fear to motivate you but not so much of it where it cripples you so he was like i get it so that's what that's what i had done um when to deal with yes i was definitely afraid of the future but that's how I um, was able to deal with it and help me get through it, you know? And I think if you can keep your, I lived a very Spartan lifestyle. Um, if you can keep your means very low and the things you like to do very low, then, you know, 
that's easy too. So if you if you if you can live on a reduced budget and be happy doing that, find a way to be happy doing that. Um, then all those things really help. And having really good friends, my college friends, and you know we now I've roped Kelsey and Elaine into politics. <laughs> like we're bending way over backwards for my college to really help them. They're in a bit of a crisis in terms of alumni support, and so we've pulled out all of our regular guy innovations and such uh, to help them. But one of the reasons why I do is because those friends, my college friends were the ones to say, Hey, we're all taking the road. Most traveled. We're getting jobs in banks, offices. We're getting married. We're having kids. You're having the guts to do what we wish we could do. We just didn't have the, we just don't have the guts to do it. Or maybe we don't have the talent. But we're we're living through you, and we can't wait for you to make it, because we're going to go to all your parties, and we're <laughs> and if something happens bad in our life, we know we're going to have you as a lifeline. Yeah. And so they were great when I would say, "Oh, I I can't go out tonight." And then, what do you mean you can't go out? Well, you know, it was because I didn't have the money. You mm-hmm. know, night out in Boston was like a hundred bucks back then, probably more. The way my friends drank, like Vikings, <laughs> you know. So today, probably who knows. A lot, <laughs> but but they always like we're gonna lose. They would my friend Mick Flynn. A shout out to Mick Flynn. He would always say like we're literally gonna lose our best guy for twenty bucks each. So we would always. Well, my friends were great. The beginning of the night, they would say, "Okay, let's get the kitty going." So rather, because sometimes you'd get the generous guy like my friend Mick or me, who would end up paying for everybody. You know, you'd just it ended up that way. So instead, we'd get the kitty going. So we'd grab a $20 bill from everybody and then someone took control of the kitty and you, you went, you literally would go home and like, wait, I only spent 40 bucks and I'm totally drunk because of the kitty. It's a I really smart that. way. Yeah. The kitty was so smart, but it was just an extra 20 or 10 bucks for everybody. And they did that for me. And guess uh-huh. what? You want to go back and look at our epic Maria's epic parties, which were epic. And I'm saying the who's who of Hollywood, all those friends were there. Mm, and awesome. when any of them have ever run if very few of them have but they've run into you know some issues yeah i've been there and so is maria and maria appreciates them too because when i started dating maria they also were the same way helping with with money resources time oh. and um so those were the things so again but again you surround yourself with good people if you know it will help you like, okay, who's going to have my back? I mean, I remember being out in LA one night and I looked around with the people I was out with and I'm like, oh my God, if something ever happened, none of these people would do a thing for me. No. And Kelsey, you're appendicitis. <laughs> you know, you had no, appendicitis. Thanks. You were in a waiting room for hours and hours on end, literally yeah. dying. And no one was there pre-Kevin. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of us need to, if you, again, but that's awareness. Go back to what I said, having an awareness of what's around you and then having the courage to, to, to act on it. And honestly, I'd rather see you be alone than have that. You'll, and, and, and if you get, lose those people. Yeah. We I mean, the irony this. is I was fine. It sucked, but like, I was fine. I was fine. I would rather be alone than have someone lame. Yeah. Like, I was but like, you know, but Kelsey, as we peel the layers away of you, hmm. of what your world, I think the reason that your body ends up the way it does is, because you don't have those people around you. I think there's more mm-hmm. people draining and sucking yeah, from you. And that's what's making you, that's mm-hmm. what's making that and other things are making the body react that way. And um, 
So I'd rather just see have nobody. But like we said on Regular Guy Friday, and as Lori Bregman said, the celebrity doula, if you you lose those people, it will make room for new people to come in and they will come. Just be patient. They'll come. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, all right, we probably should take a break. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Be sure to send your questions to info at bettertogetherwithmaria.com or on Instagram at bettertogetherwithmaria. For an 8x10 personalized signed photo or transcript of today's show, send a self-addressed stamped envelope care of Arsa Manager, 17328 Ventura Boulevard, P.O. Box 311, Encino, California, 91316. And now, back to Ask the Manager. Stay crisp, Queens. I'm looking at our I was say, I wanted questions. to say one quick thing, Kev, going please. off, because I know Elaine no, and please. I had a similar experience with the whole, like, were you scared? And, and through oh, yeah, the program yeah. we went through, it was very news, 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 news. So I know she and I have had similar experiences where it was like, okay, so you can go be a reporter. Like you got a gig. You can be, go be a reporter in like oh Hodong, God. Montana, whatever. Make 30000 a year. And, exactly. Yes, and below zero live weather. by yourself. Right. And know no one and like be in yeah. that small market for forever or and we'll give you all the support or good luck. Go to LA. Bye. Like at least that was it for me. And I was like, F you guys, I will go and I will make it and I will be fine. Like, but it was very, and I was terrified, but I also kind of, I knew that I, that I would always be fine. Like I always knew that. You I just, knew that you I just knew that. I did. I really did. I knew so, that like, cause I worked so hard and I made shit happen because I worked so hard and I was like, okay. I I did. And I was like, I would also rather try. And I was terrified. And I literally like, as I was telling Kevin yesterday, I used to have panic attacks like crazy. Like 
but something in me still knew. I was like, I would rather go and try than be miserable. I knew I'd be miserable doing yeah, the small It'll market then, news. The awareness. So, There's and the awareness. I know Elaine kind of had a similar thing, but it's it's interesting where it's like, you know, even if you are scared, it's better to be scared and follow your dreams than to, you, you know, take the easier path. Yeah. And I don't know, just be sad about it. Elaine, I want to hear from you. Yeah, well, like for my class, I remember I wasn't even one of the main ones that wanted to go out to LA at the beginning because I was doing an advertising, a double major. So I was also doing advertising and a lot of my extracurriculars were in sports. So I was like, oh, like maybe I want to go down the marketing round, like whatever. But our professor, Marv, really pushed me. He's like, Elaine, I see something in you. Like, I want you to go and check this out. Like, here are three people that you can talk to. One of them was his daughter, who was like sports marketing, like what I wanted to be. And the other one was like an EP of another show. And another one was a camera operator or something. And I just talked to them and I was like, oh my God, like, I don't want to do sports marketing. That sounds like all the numbers and none of the fun. And I don't know. I talked to, so after that, I was like, all right, Kev, I mean, not Kev, Marv, I'm going to need a lot more names. So I got like a list of everybody that lived out in LA. Kelsey was one of them. I'm like, and, I did not get that. Mm-hmm. Marv was cool. What the hell, Marv? Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, Marv, I need a list of names. So I reached out to everybody. I talked with about half of them before I went out to LA, just like over Zoom, had like an hour of conversation with them, asking about their job. And then when I got out to LA, whoever was there and was available, I was like, can we go out to coffee? Like, I want to mm-hmm. learn. I want to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And that's how it went for me. But I don't know. Everyone, we had about 10 people in our class because it was a COVID year. And so many people were talking about how they wanted to move out to LA. They wanted to move out to New York. And then it ended up being just me and this one other person. And she wasn't even in my graduating class. She just happened to be in my class. And we talked about it. But she's out here now. and. You know, we're doing a thing. So, so here's my observations to, I think, to help other people. I think the reason Kelsey, you know, felt that way that, that no matter what the panic attacks, everything that she could do it, I think because she knew she was a hard worker and she knew she could count on herself. So I think that comes from, again, when you have a good work ethic, you know, my, my, I go take it back to my dad. He always was, was, you say to me, he's like, Kevin, I can always, I'm just such a hard worker. I know I can always get a job. I'll always make money. Maria's dad's the same way. He's like, if I, you know, he was literally like, I might go down and just, he goes, I might go down and cook at the the local pizza shop just because I can, you know, but he's, he doesn't worry because he's, he's like, if something happened to you, Kev, he's like, I'm a, you know, I'm a, a worker is a worker. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a, I know I'm a hard worker. So I think that's the stuff you can't control. So when you know you you are working hard, I think that does give you uh, an added confidence. And I think with Elaine, and I want to shout out to the teachers out there, because I don't think they get enough credit, the good ones mm-hmm. who see, because look at how he changed your life. Oh, and yeah. I think there's so many cool. out there, and think about it, they're not paid a lot of money. They don't usually don't get the the accolades deserve. I, I remember, I, I thought it was really cool when Tom Hanks won the Oscar, he thanked his his, I think his high school or his college drama teacher or one of his teachers. And I thought, think that was beautiful because, you know, think about it for the thousands of kids that they help. Um, you know, they don't ever, they barely stay in touch. They don't ever get a thank you. And, um, right. And they just go on to the next. I think that's really cool. And I, I, so I commend him. Um, for me, it would be obvious to see the two of you, but you guys know I operate in a different way. I'm always trying 
I'm aware, right? So I have yeah. that awareness at least where I'm trying to see people um, because I know they're not seen. And sometimes they need to be seen because look how you can change a life. Mm-hmm. So look at how he changed your life, Elaine. And then what I love, Elaine, is you leaned in. Mm-hmm. You didn't just say, well, I want to move to, all right, I'll move to LA. You, you went, <laughs> you got the list of people that had gone there. You, you arranged, uh, you arranged, meet, arranged meetings with them. And then also you did the thing that, most people don't do, which is you brought value. So a lot of people, when they, they'll say, Oh, I want you to be my mentor, or they'll say, uh, hook me up, dude. And it's not the right way to be. Now, sometimes you you can get hooked up that way, but most of the people that are, um, that want to help us so super overwhelmed in their own lives. So the best way is to bring value. So you came and interned at after buzz mm-hmm. and crushed it just did so well. And they always, mm-hmm. well, they, it was a very short list of people that they kept mentioning every time we wanted side projects or help. And you were always on that list. Always. Always. And, um, and so, but, but they, again, that was because of you. Like we, we, we've had hundreds, I mean, thousands probably of interns in the last 15 years. And, and, and I have to say too, because she technically like, Elaine wasn't scared to like put in the work in that sense too, where it was like most people get credit. She wasn't even getting a credit. Like she literally was just giving her time. And Kevin, oh, and I talk about this no. all the time. Good and no. it's like, but that, that's what you have to do. I did that. Kevin did that. Like you have to do that. And Elaine yeah. literally just gave her time, like right. period. But look where she is now. But so. it's also true guys. It's also true of anything. So I'm back here in Connecticut and um, the uh, I, I now have to get another, minivan because now my father-in-law had this is he's cracked up two of them <laughs> he's totaled <laughs> so but 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 uh, it this is going to come back to something so i told me i so i said to my wife i gotta get another minivan for the family for trips to the airport we just we do we have too much going on and too many people come stay here too many people work for us so i was on the uh, i was dealing with a sales person you know um seem millennial or and texting with me the price and this and that i'm like listen i'm not gonna haggle i want it i want it we're gonna i'm just gonna buy this thing and and then as as you guys recall for two days she ghosted me ghosted yeah it was like okay well the mechanic uh we, we needs a new battery so our mechanic is backed up but it should be ready for pickup you can come in you know, it was supposed to be two days ago and then ghosted me. I, and uh, I was like, yeah, well, so I called up the place and got to the sales manager. He's like, no, it's still available. And I'm back online to sell it. But I said, you know, the one person working there, what what happened? And he was like, oh, well, those were her two days off. Uh, and I And I said, and no. he wasn't defending her. Yeah, no, but but listen, but that's how most people see things. Like if I'm not going to get credit from the college, I'm not going to do the work. If I'm not being paid, I'm not. And I said, well, I just want you to know that I was, I said, I don't know how you run. He was a new, he was new. He's like, I only started on Saturday. I'm like, well, listen, as a manager, I said, listen, I, you know, I don't know how things go. I'm like, but that's not cool. I said, because I was going to buy, literally was going to buy another one that I didn't want as much, but. I'm like, good thing I took a shot. But you see, that person who did that, I promise you guys, I promise, 
Like I know the middle class mentality of like, I'm not getting paid. I'm not doing it. And if you, 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 you go the extra mile, you get screwed anyway, but that's all <laughs> stuff you manifest. Mm-hmm. And that's what you'll always get in life. And that will keep you right in the middle. Because if you go the extra mile, if the place you work at doesn't see it, the next place will. And if, and if still that doesn't happen, you, you, you'll get the mentality of knowing you can, the confidence that you can count on yourself, that somebody will see it, but you can also start your own thing when you're that person. But I think there's so much of that whole, nope, I'm just going to do what's required of me. I'm not going to, and then there's other people who want to do more, but like, oh, I'm not allowed. And and some companies can't allow you because it is in, in for interning. It's really sticky now. Um, which I'm not saying as an, I'm not speaking as an employer. When I complain about the the heat internships are getting, I'm speaking as an employee mm. because that would have been the easiest way for me to get into the business. But I was out of college and so I was blocked. I'm like, I'll work for free. And thank God they were independent films. We're like, yeah, we don't give a crap. We just want you to. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And that's how I got in. And Kelsey, you did the same thing. Same. Yeah. You know, um, so, and okay, were there people that, are going to take advantage and say, okay, I don't know, clean this, pick this, lug that. Do, okay, fine. But I always ended up meeting at least one great connection that would help me get to the next thing. And even if I didn't, it'd be like, okay, so what? I went in the baddest box, I swung and I missed. What was I going to be doing? Sitting in my apartment watching, you know, a Yankees game? Mm-hmm. So like, that's the other thing too. It's like, oh, I'm not going to, like, what, you, my time, what is your time worth? Tell me, are you out like, curing cancer during this time are you like <laughs> you know are you i mean are you breaking uh the laws of physics what are you doing with your time if if this is your career and this is your dream and you want to pursue it and you know it's lofty you have to take every shot you can get every inch you have to fight for every inch you can get within ethics so um yeah it's it i'm glad you said that because elaine did go the extra mile and now look you know it's like She's moving on to you. You can say the show, right? Yeah, Alina, I can you're say gonna be, it. And, and, yeah. and as a producer, no less of what is it? Iron Chef or or top? It's it? Master Chef. Master Chef. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is amazing. So that's um, and she's already worked for them, which is crazy. And now she's worked for us, and she, she's and then she'll go for them. And I don't know, the sky's the limit for her. But I think it's the mentalities you two uh, have had that have carried you this far. And then it's listen as you as they go along in the journey, there's always going to be evolving, pivoting, lessons learned, changes. That's fine. But you guys at least have the, I think the, the seeds, you're, you're the baby bear's bed. Uh, definitely. And I bet Kelsey, you're, you're second. And then I'm definitely in a far third, but I, but sometimes I like to tell my story because I think more people are like me. They're messy. They're unaware. They're making mistakes. They're tripping over themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you always did the work, Kev. Like, even though, you know. No, not in college. I didn't, though. No. Really? No, Kelsey. No, I just. But then you overcompensated when you graduated. (laughs) Then when I graduated and I real, I'm like, oh, damn. And and then, Mm. but then the sleeping giant in me woke up. And I always, and I still believe that everyone has a sleeping giant in them that just needs to be awoken, you know, and, and whether it's someone who's fighting a disease you know, I'm always trying to look at where is that fight they have in them. And then how do we, most of the time the people are using that fight against themselves or they've medicated and sedated that giant Mm. in many different ways, not just with drugs and alcohol, but it could be shopping, could be just gossip, whatever the case is. 
So no, so I didn't. So no, I didn't. I was uh, I was very sloppy and um, and and unaware. And then then it became pure, pure just work and will. And then that was that got me to Egypt. But I think the pro the promised land would be more awareness, will be more awareness as well as uh, detachment from outcomes. Because what I like about both of you. Neither one of you said in your dreams, I'm going to be um, a mogul or I'm going to be the biggest film director in the world or I'm going to, by the way, I love having those goals like, and, and I want that for everyone. But at the same time, now you've got an attachment to that outcome and that's more weight on you. You think it's motivating you, but actually it's more weight. And then when it doesn't happen, it's disappointment. It's uh, I'll just do a little promo for the Christmas podcast we love right now, our new podcast where we salute the Christmas specials. But I will say, I always think of the Island of Misfit Toys, uh, in uh, in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the claymation special. But every year, the toys are waiting to get adopted and they don't. And I and I can't tell you how many friends on New Year's we would get together in the industry and they would say. No, no, no! This is the year. This year we're gonna make it, and then, and then we'd all be on the island of misfit toys in the snow around a campfire. I guess Santa forgot about us again. <laughs> but it was, but but then when I got away from that, and this did by the way, just recently, and just like no, I'm just gonna make some cool. I'm gonna just make some cool stuff, meet some new people, and and just do more of what I love, and then you know, hopefully, good things will come. And just leaving it more at that. And I've noticed with that adjustment, um, I feel better, but also cooler things have happened as well. Mm -hmm. As long as you, I sometimes I'll go too far and be like, well, I don't know. I'm old. That's passed me by. That, that's not healthy either. You know, so you can't do that. But anyway, you got to release from those attachments, which the, see these two don't have, which is great. And that's why they're able to move and groove. So well, so, like the great Captain Lou Albano. Yes, Elaine. Captain Lou. So out of curiosity, then how do you feel about like having like a five-year plan, a 10-year plan? Because that was something that one of the people that I talked with asked me. I, I was like, what's your I used to plan? Be, what's your 10-year okay. plan? I, like, mm -hmm. I never had one. Because <laughs> even with AfterBuzz, they I remember them saying, like, okay, so what is your five-year exit strategy? And I remember my response, which is something I still say to this day. I'm like, um, and these were these were people from business school, Harvard Business School, and you know, very well-groomed entrepreneurs. And I said, um, I'm sorry if, if I didn't learn it on shark tank, I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> but, but, um, but no, a lot of these companies have that and listen, it work. It does work for people. So, but I don't know. I feel like the way the universe is vibrating now this century, I never had one of those things. It was just work hard and will, but now, Work hard, will divorce from attachments, be aware, and do, and do more of what makes your heart sing. But if you, but when you're younger, knowing that you might not be able to do as much of that. But if you do know what makes your heart sing, career-wise, what are the things, the uncomfortable things you can do to at least get there? But um, no, I I don't think so. Now you might, but but listen, I respect that if someone says, "Hey, I don't want to be a forty-five-year-old mom." or dad i understand that and so it's like nope that's it i'm gonna give it this and then um 
I'm going to get out because that, but you have to, again, awareness, right? If you have awareness, then you know, um, I knew if I didn't take the shot, I would have been unhappy the rest of my life. I knew it. I had that awareness. Thank goodness. But if you're aware enough to say, Hey, uh, have being broke at 45, living off my parents or, um, not having children, not having a partner, not, yeah. If, if you, if being aware that that's an end goal you don't want to have, then yeah, you have, you should address that. So if your end goal is, I just like, I know a lot of people that I always say to my friend, my friend, Steve Razzo, he's, he's, you know, I'll get all hot and bothered about his career. I can call this one. I'll call that one. He's in finance. He's, he's in, he's in, you know, in the business world. And, and I remember he, about 10 years ago, he just had to pump the brakes with me and say, Kev, listen, listen, I, I just, I'm not about that. He's like, I'm just, I'm about being a great dad to my two girls. I just love their lives. I love being part of it. And I was like, a freaking men, you know, and he's got two great girls. And I think that, so whatever it is you're going to do, you go full measures and I won't digress and get into what that means, but you go all the way in with, but be aware of what you know, what would really make your heart sing the most. And then I think play back from there. So for somebody, if it is being a parent and having a family, then maybe you do have a bit of a deadline. Cause one thing I don't like, and again, I don't want to judge because everything's worked out differently for people. But when I see the, the, the 40 year old or the 45, I mean, I remember a guy who moved out here with his small children to be an actor. And I just, I just remember saying to myself like listen unless there's um a lot of family money that's supporting your life to do that i just think it's terribly selfish Ooh. because it just requires so much part of your being and i think that you know my dad i remember he would say because my brother mike had kids and he would always be like, uh, 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 uh. hey you made your bed your responsibility is now to the, these kids and then when they're done and after high school or college, then go and do play. And, and, and by the way, what was great is my dad was like, you know, he would say, you're, you're a civil servant, you're a policeman. So you're going to have amazing benefits. You'll have a great retirement and you'll still be a young man. Cause you've got on the job. So young again, my dad just had this great awareness and just was like, you'll be fine. But right now your focus is on them. Sorry, not, not, not play time. Like what Kev's doing is different. So I do think that you have to, uh, again, it just goes back to awareness. So five-year, 10-year plans, it depends on if, when you're aware of yourself, like, oh my goodness, I, in 10 years, if I'm on a couch with no money and don't have children, um, that that is not the life for me. So then I think you do have that plan. For me, I knew I would be okay, as I earlier on in this episode, right? I said, um, I'll... I'll have I'll be with my parents and when they're gone, I'll have whatever they can leave me. And that'll be enough to hopefully take me to the finish line. So I was okay with that. So I at least had that awareness. So, yeah, but I do think this really something to be said for divorcing from attachments. And I also think, I also want to be aware of this too. Be aware of this too. I think there's a lot of people that are after they're successful. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not going to make sense. They reinvent the story a little bit too. Oh, I knew from day one, this is what I was going to, and it's like, no, you know, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I just, 
like honestly, Kelsey, if I imagine if you were either a big movie star right now, mm-hmm. you would say in your oh yeah, I, if you were, you would say there was somewhere in your childhood where you saw yourself acting or being, you know, so you would say, yeah, that was my plan all along, you know. But mm-hmm. I also caution against and I might as well just keep going and taking up the time, but I do also caution against younger people. Um, and this is from Oprah and Maria and from me, but when it comes to your brand, I can't tell you how many people will tell me what their brand is or they're confused because they don't know what their brand is or they think they need to figure out their brand. Or I've had someone recently put up a video talking about how she envisioned her she'd been working on her brand since she was 14 and i just say baloney sorry and i and i always tell people you have enough to worry about don't be a brand is something that becomes it's 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 less about something you plot out you envision and you build you have to let it happen cuz only now is maria like what's maria's brand like i it's still kind of hard to say Mm-hmm. But Oprah said the same thing. Like there was no like I'm going to build a brand. It was like I just did the work. I was genuine. I was authentic. And both Maria and Oprah, and I will say definitely with Maria, only as time the more time went on, the more it was like I'm just going to do what's in my heart. If yeah. there's a product I don't believe in, if there's a product I think is going to hurt someone, I don't care how much money you have. No, I'm not doing it. And and to the point where it's like if there's even jobs I have that are going to be toxic or completely boring. No, I'm not doing it. And uh, I think if you would, you just work hard, you're aware and you are authentic, then whatever your brand is, it will form. But to think that, by the way, if you, here, here's the downfall of I'm 15 or 20 and here's my brand, you've, you've now built a box for yourself. Pigeonhole, and yeah. You're pigeonholed and now mm-hmm. you're in that, you're in that box where you don't even know because at that age, well, not even if at 23, I was like, I'm going to be a sitcom writer. Right. That's it. Four camera sitcom writer. And guess what? All the guys I looked up to who I was like, I'll never be them, but if I could at least work for them, they're all out. Every one of them's out of the business. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have more than they do now. And, and, and had I been pigeonholed into that box of my brand is I'm going to be a sitcom writer. I wouldn't have learned how to write books, build networks, podcasting, uh, make movies, do do unscripted television, all those different things. So uh, I do caution on um, thinking you need a brand, but also building any kind of box for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, let, you're not going to have it figured out at this young age. Sorry. Even though you think there's a definite 18 to 19 to 22 year old or 23 year old know, know it all phase. Mm-hmm. Which probably lasts a little longer now to this to today, it's nineteen or maybe twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. There's a know it all phase you go through, but promise you don't know it all, <laughs> and and it's okay. But it, then that's okay. Um, you'll never know it all, by the way. Uh, but but if you you don't want to you don't want to be so locked into one thing because now look look at Elaine. She just keeps figuring out new things she's good at. Mm-hmm. Pooja before you was the same way. She just yeah. wait. I can podcast. Wait, I can write. I can do. Yeah. She just keeps learning, but that's by by not having a box that she's you to have put yourself into. Mm-hmm. So we answered one question today. 
<laughs> we nailed it. And what a good episode, though. It, it had multiple parts. I liked it a lot. So uh, yeah, thank you well, for all the wisdom, Manager Kev. Well, thank you, guys, my co-managers. And you guys had a, a ton of wisdom as well. And I think it's good to different generations. Mm-hmm. But I think there's still universal lessons in there for both. And I think for parents, too, you know, um, with their kids. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's so good that this Monday is the new Wednesday. I know. I'm so Thank glad God, tomorrow's Thursday, and then we'll have regular guy Friday, and yeah, it'll Ooh. be the weekend. Congratulations! <laughs> happy glorious. Wednesday. Yes, sorry, Kelsey, didn't mean to step on you. No, um, I was just saying happy Wednesday to everyone. I'm happy it's Wednesday. And this March to Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm already depressed for January second. No, do do you can't myself? be depressed already. Pump the brakes. It's already going too fast. <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> anyway. it. All right. So uh, please, you guys, uh, leave us a five-star rating and reviews over at uh, Better Together. And uh, another shout-out for the Christmas Specials We Love podcast. If you're a fan of the holidays and you love the old specials for the holidays, then uh, this will be the podcast for you. We will drop it seasonally, and we'll be covering uh, – all of your classics and so much more. So um, if you could subscribe to the Christmas specials we love on Apple Podcasts, check us out. Also, uh, the Christmas specials we love.com, uh, where you can actually text us. Mm-hmm. Thank you to producer Ann Sleeman for creating that for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what is it? Two, two, I'm going to screw this two number. Two, two, nine, four, four, seven, two, six, eight, wait. Easy. Here's the thing, right? What is it? Just two two nine four four Santa. Yeah. You know what, Kelsey? We need your sister Erica to do a singing jingle for us. <gasps> oh my God, she would totally do it. Two two nine four four Santa. Two two nine four four Santa. Anyway. Well, all right, you back. guys. Wait. Also, Kev, I have to say, I've been kind what? of sad because we haven't um, had any ask the manager comments recently. So, if you guys oh, don't yeah. hate us, can you leave us a comment? That would be super amazing. I know you guys yes. don't hate us, but you know, Kevin, I love those comments. So, well, I think they're more practical world. because every time Maria, you know, needs time off and starts stressing, Kelsey would go, "We have a lot of questions for ask the manager," and then Maria's like, "Yeah, but we're not." She gets like she's like we should only be doing those like once every few months. It's like people aren't gonna be taking to those. And then so, I get sad. So yeah, well, you know, not she's not knocking us. She just anyways. She just she's no, very protective she, of her show, and protective. I think that's why the show does very well because she cares so much um, about it. Anyway, so um, yeah, that that's why those comments always help us. So and she does look, which is cool. She so, does, yeah. Needless to say, uh. I don't know. We never came up with enough for us. We out. Holidays. We just go with we out. We out. That's Love really, you. uh Bye, everyone. Uh, you, know, you know what I'm going to do? Huh. I'm going to see how uh, on the Ask the Manager on TV 38 WSPK in Boston. I want to know how they signed off. I like that. Yeah. Keep us posted. Yes. We're right. closed. Bye. <laughs> I don't know if that's how they signed off the radio, but <laughs> Kevin will report back. I'm going to find <laughs> Bye, her. everyone. Bye. <laughs> On behalf of associate producer Pooja Nea and the rest of BT staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Ask the Manager Mondays. Be sure to send your questions to info at bettertogetherwithmaria.com or on Instagram at bettertogetherwithmaria. 
For an 8x10 personalised signed photo or transcript to today's show, send a self-addressed stamped envelope, care of Ask the Manager, 17328 Ventura Boulevard, P.O. Box 311, Encino, California, 91316. Stay crisp, Queens. Hey, Hill Squad. We have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.